1: It was good to meet uh, Tom Perlick, wasn't? It? Ha! I wish you'd come every day here. <laughs> uh, as uh, uh, he's up in uh, Northwestern Wisconsin and has uh, created a distillery on the farm, and they make uh, their own uh, vodkas and they're working on whiskeys. And they brought you, oh well, and me and and height mm-hmm. some uh, some samples of their wares. And you got a really nice gift basket, didn't you? uh serona wisconsin and it's, serona. it's
2: perlick distillery and we owe him we owe him nothing but you know when a glr starts a business in a garage which this, he did which a, a barn would be a garage yeah and it's a family business and they're working hard and they're huge fans of the show yeah i really don't mind giving them the plug No, either do i do you have the hat for reavers yeah, Reeves. Sorry, you, you get uh, a hat. You, you huh. uh, because of your love for hats and you yeah. love to wear them. Inside. You're gonna get one of the Perlick Distillery hats. In fact, Tom took off his hat in yeah, he because did. he was inside. He did. So huh. He said, "Make sure Reavers gets uh, a uh, a hat." Isn't that nice, though? That
1: uh, uh, it's called. Uh, it's a nice hat. It's called. It's called a uh, yeoman. Yeoman. American right. Yeoman. Wheat. And I
2: don't even feel bad about giving him a plug because it's not available in Minnesota. No, you can get at, it in Hudson. This isn't,
1: and, uh, this isn't graft, this, for God's sake. Right,
2: right. This yeah. is just uh, uh,
1: the, g- congratulations on a family business. I enjoyed his uh, gift. I enjoyed mine. You enjoyed yours. Yeah, I can't wait. Fantastic. So and he does the... So that is a nice hat you got, uh, uh, Reeves. Yeah, it's, it's... It's a nice
2: hat. He's smart because he uses the best ginger beer out there. Oh, cock I know. And bull. Yeah,
1: and I now you know Reavers how we feel uh, every time we hear about your beer show. Right. Okay.
2: Oh, I got this. We tried. Th- hey, there's a couple of Surleys in here. No, no, hey, uh, I. The Reavers. No, yeah.
1: I took them home. Oh, ho. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well,
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, that's, what it, goes around comes around.
2: You know, around yeah, around you're, around you're you home. know dropped off some stuff. Great. Yeah, oh, yeah. Reavers yeah. Got that's it fair. again. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That.
3: that what that goes
1: around comes around, doesn't it? Oh, Bartley was over here. Oh, whoops. Really? I love yeah. a taste. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I had to take that home. Right. Yeah. Okay.
4: Research well, well, and development. That's yeah. right.
1: R&D. <laughs> yeah.
4: It's, it's a, a nice t- hat. It's really nice hat.
2: What's the temperature? Uh, the official temp from Johnny Height. It's very close to, and if, if not above, uh, roughly about 33 degrees.
1: Okay. Yep. I'm uh, getting the nod of yes, 33. If you uh, would wish to join us on the uh, Patriot Realty Phone line at six four six eight two five five or eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. The official who led the state's troubled licensing system is now fired. Okay,
2: now don't tell me we had to pay him off because right. they're already asking for ten grand.
1: What uh, what's the name I'm supposed to take, Mr. Reavers? Pete, line one, sir. Oh, you're going
2: right away to the Patriot Realty phone line? Pete? Hello, Joe. Hi. I just drove by
0: Perlick. Distillery five hundred yards ago. Really? Yeah. And I so I in the driveway because I was going to run in and see if they. I tell me that you were talking to about them, and but they don't have tasting hours today, so
2: no, they're closed today. <laughs> yep, the Thursday was. Wait, time Thursday. out though. You can pick us up two hours away right now.
0: Oh yeah, I get you all the way up to um.
1: Ceiling. On fifteen hundred ESPN. Well, it's better than well, his cell phone reception. He did yeah, get right. us until <laughs> right. yeah, I guess we're done. Until now. he went into a dip. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> the ninety-three million-dollar system has been plagued by problems since it went online last summer. Additionally, the Department of Public Safety is asking for another forty-three million to fix those problems, including backlogs that have frustrated drivers and dealers. The department's chief business technology officer, Paul Meakin, has been fired. Four months after he was placed on leave, Meekin is not going quietly. He says the success of a government project is never just one person's responsibility. Meekin says it is a disservice to Minnesotans to give the impression that, you know, putting his head on a spike will fix the problems. So um, I'm
2: willing to give him that, aren't probably, you? He's
1: probably right. right. That somebody's got to be thrown under the bus, don't they? Uh, yes, it, may, a, it might be a number of people. A Senate... Panel uh, yesterday approved a measure providing $7.3 million to help fix Lars That was uh, uh, an emergency fund to keep on board the people it brought in. So, uh, you know, I'm sure, uh, uh, in fact, well, I wouldn't know how to reach him. He's been fired. We can't call him at his office. Uh, if Meekin wants to call us, I'd be glad to talk to him. I bet he has a hell of a story to tell. I'm sure. Uh, including, wait a minute, you were fired today or yesterday but you've been on leave for four months so i'm sure he was getting paid while he was on leave yeah what was i don't what is what is that four months i just said that four months that's what
2: i'm saying what, what is that why why do i you... don't
1: know i don't know but hmm. uh I, i'm sure he does have his uh version of the story to tell uh and and he, and, and uh i, I we'd, we'd be interested in hearing it uh uh, Paul, if you want to call us, 646-8255. In the meantime, uh, you know, I th- I don't think it's a tab problem. I don't want to go into it. It becomes tedious. Uh, the only thing fascinating to me is the attitude that the uh, uh, that the bureaucratic class has about money. Uh, this, this could not happen. If this could happen in the private sector... But heads would have rolled a long time ago, right. and the problem would have been fixed a long time ago, because in the private sector, uh, there's not a there's not an infinite amount of money to work with.
2: True, and I think in the private sector, um, you may have, if you hired this guy, show me your credentials, where have you implemented a, a plan, or whatever group it is, I don't mm-hmm. want to say one guy, mm-hmm. and then once it's tried and true and tested, then you would know it's going to work. Uh, I don't know why our state yeah, was sure, a guinea pig. I'm sure
1: Meekin wasn't thrilled by the fact that it was a failure.
2: Right. It, it was in his best interest to make it work. Right, right. It just didn't, and I don't know why. All right. Why don't you
1: get that, and I'll do this.
0: by accident, than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe can Lincoln? Yes, sir. Hi, Joe. Hi. See, I just wanted to comment on that, uh, all the money Minnesota's spending on their drivers for the license plate business. Yes. I live in New Richmond, Wisconsin, and, uh... You know, a couple stories. When when our tabs come due, we get a little card in the mail. My wife goes over, opens the Google Chrome, enters it, and they and you get your tabs in a couple of days, less than a week, for the, the car, the stickers. Right. And I just recently bought her a, a used car from a private party. Yeah, And I go to Hudson to the motor vehicle and uh, get in line and... Uh, Went in and I left there in about 30, maybe 35 minutes with a new title, license plates, and my sticker. Okay. They print me the title right out. So I don't know why they're spending all this millions and millions of dollars in Minnesota. I feel sorry for you people who can't get a title or your sticker or your plates. It's crazy. All
1: right. Thank you. Uh, as, I've never had trouble getting tabs. As I understand it, it's more of a title problem. Okay. Uh, do you recall yesterday we talked about the uh, young people at Stanford who wish to hold Apple accountable for their telephone addiction? I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was lobbied pretty hard by some people to believe that that had to be a, a prank. Like had an be a an onion piece joke. or
2: something, okay.
1: But I made every effort today to, to determine that. And not only is it not a joke. Oh, d- you
4: f- you stumbled on more.
1: Yeah. You you know do you know that the, the the students who formed the group called Stanford students against addictive devices this gets even stranger they're computer science majors <laughs> okay <laughs> this is from uh, this is from the business insider there's a San Jose Mercury news has covered it i searched up and down the interlinks to to discover if this was uh, kids having a laugh and, and it's not. They're computer science majors, and, and they, uh, they recommend that Apple create an essential mode that would limit their iPhone use to making calls, sending and receiving texts, and taking photos. Why don't they buy a dumber phone? Plus, aren't they studying exactly what you need to know to make an iPhone? Mm. Uh, I don't want to dwell on these kids. They're, they're just beyond hope. Uh, but they believe that uh, electronic <laughs> devices are addictive and that it's Apple's fault because the phone is their gateway electronic drug to Facebook and Snapchat and whatever else those things are called. Right. Why Why? Why don't they figure out a way to make them exactly. less addictive? Exactly. In fact, there's probably a millions-of-dollar idea to be made with some app that does something along these lines, if you're if you're that fouled up in your thinking, that you think it's the phone's fault right. if you use it too much, then why don't you come up with... You're studying computer science at a major institution. And it's technology.
2: You break through and you are going to be one of those uh, paper uh, multimillionaires.
4: But isn't that something that comes from basically from... Birth, not even birth, but... I mean, you grew up with this technology. We we did not, you know, thankfully. That I didn't have Who's a you.
1: You mean these kids? These kids. Yeah.
4: You know, anybody under the age of thirty, right, basically had a cell phone from the time they were ten years old.
1: Uh, no, I think this smartphone is about two thousand nine.
4: Well, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. It, it's I more do, of I a do. condition of younger people, as opposed. You
1: know, I didn't. I didn't have a phone until I was in my twenties. Right. I didn't have one until. Two thousand nine. one just appeared. Right, I just had one. <laughs> right, so this is your yes. phone. Yes. <laughs> uh, the students leading the group are Sanjay Cannon, of course, Evan Sabri, Iu Buglu, and Hanus Gupta.
0: Yes, and of Cam- course
1: And Cameron Ramos. They're computer science majors. The they have outlined a way for Apple to take phone addiction seriously. Uh... Uh, the students recommend users turn their notifications off and try using their phone in a gray mode to minimize dopamine hits. Apparently, you get a hit of dopamine uh, when you, play, you a little, uh, play with your phone. A little rush, okay. okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, so, there you have it. I, I just thought we should update this. Uh, a, it's not a joke. They're really this stupid. And B, they're computer science majors. Uh, is that irony? What is that? I, I don't know what it is. Mm. It's uh, it, it, it speaks to such an extraordinary entitlement mentality that I can't get my arms around it. True. Nothing we do mm. is our fault. It's got to be the fault of somebody else.
2: That's uh, when you, plus they should be smart enough to realize that, but they must just want to um, cash in. Because
1: I wonder how much they're going to ask for. All right. Reverse. Sir. I don't know. I, I doubt if Stanford students uh, opposed to electronic addiction have a phone, but why don't you find out? I'm on it. Stanford students. Stanford, Stanford students against addictive devices. <laughs> see if they have a, uh, see if there's some way to reach one of these knuckleheads. I bet they have a Facebook page. They okay, they got do do it it that technology way, and stuff. Do yeah. it that way. You got technology and stuff. Technology and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: no, they got a website. It combines class-winning, and leading, um, you know, technology and stuff with uh, yeah. Wi-Fi powered by OnStar.
1: Yeah. Love that. every time I hear that. I. I, I God, chuckle. General Motors blew it with that guy. I, I don't understand why they didn't have that sense of humor that would have realized that that would have touched base with more people than. There's anything I could have come up with.
2: World Series or
1: Super Bowl. I that forget. That was World, World Series.
2: Series. Oh,
4: okay. Game seven, Kansas City and San Francisco. Gotcha. Uh, I'm on their Facebook page. They have a Facebook <laughs> page. They do have a Facebook page. I also found their website, but there's no... They have a contact forum, but it's looks like it's just a generic email address.
1: Contact them and say, do you want to be on a radio show in St. Paul, Minneapolis, Minnesota? Boom. And leave our number. Oh, you can
4: subscribe to their newsletter. I'm going to sign you up.
1: I don't want to. G.L. Joe. No, do not sign me up for that. That's 123 Main Street, home address. John Carlton writes perlick is about 10 minutes from his bait shop and we love going to their bloody mary bar on the weekends they give tours to a great family stone lake bait and tackle jc stone lake bait and tackle all right we're gonna have to make a drive up there mm-hmm. well you might have i'll to. drive yeah well wait no 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 we'll uber well i don't want to sample there he one invited minute. me he told me to drive one of my british leakers up there yes we got cardboard. Why don't the I ever car. get to drive bring those? My, bring how come whenever
2: I drive, I have to drive my car? Why can't I drive one of the um, uh, one of the British cars? Because you don't know how to drive a stick. I know how. No, you don't. Do what? You. What? No, seriously, do you? I can drive a stick shift. Yes. Have you?
1: I have. Under what conditions? <laughs> under Whose the, car did you ruin? Under
2: No, the conditions of the driver uh, was in no shape, to And, and I had not um, celebrated, so I drove the car. And that was your first experience with it. Not only that, I once mm-hmm. drove a moving truck, a U-Haul moving truck. That was a manual shift, mm-hmm. and that was difficult only because of the the
1: mechanics and the upkeep of the uh, of the uh, the shift. If you want to thwart any carjacking, all you got to do is have a car with a manual transmission, because the average thug on the street can't drive a stick. Right. You're we put, come across those stories all the time. Right. It's harder and harder to find a manual transmission. I I
2: enjoy I sometimes I pretend I'm driving a manual transmission. I know transmission. you do. i have seen that. that yeah, you yeah. looked you look down at my feet and go, "Where's the clutch?" cuz right. I I'll I'll go with the car and I'll, <laughs> and, I'll and I'll put it down like this mm-hmm. and he'll look and go, "Is this a manual?" You know that I don't have a manual transmission. I know, but you you pantomimed very, it so well. I I oh, see I'm a good uh, actor. Yeah, that's right. I'm in character. How about the time you, thought you were, or I thought you were shot? That was one of my finest hours. God Reeves, damn. we were driving. I think we were driving to the fair. Probably. And uh, we're driving to the fair. Because I won't drive to the fair. Right. And all of a sudden, I, I, I went, Psh, ah! And so he started looking around. He looked at the windshield, and then he looked at me for the blood, and then he looked back at the windshield to try to find where the... And he said, what the hell just happened? I said, ah, I'm just playing. He's like, you are, I won't even tell you what he no, said. He said, I, uh, I messed up. I'm you, screwed
1: up. You can't uh, repeat the, you uh, no. can't repeat the language.
2: I uh, submitted an
4: email to the Stanford students against addictive devices. Right. Uh, requesting an interview uh, for the show we are on from one to three. Right. So I'll, I'll, I'll
1: notify you if I hear back. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, that'll work. As anyone pointed out to them, the cure for this is pretty simple. Boy, maybe well, they will call back,
2: and you can say, "Hey, uh, guys, yeah, yeah, it's pretty simple solution here." Uh, is John Height ready? He's coming in as soon as we're done with this quick break. <laughs> but not. <Cheese-man> pie. <laughs> Commencing garage, logic segment number
0: three.
1: John height.
3: thank you, Joe. Sunny and 33 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. Former Redskins quarterback Kirk Cousins plans to sign a three-year, fully guaranteed, 84 million dollar contract with the Vikings. Anyway, that's what ESPN is reporting. That landmark deal would make Cousins the highest-paid quarterback in the league. However. Cousins agent Mike McCartney said today
4: bum, bum, bum.
3: no final decisions have been made. The plan is to visit Minnesota first. That's all we can say right now. Meanwhile, sources say last year's Viking quarterback, Case Keenum, plans to sign with the Denver Broncos. According to reports, Keenum intends to sign with the Broncos when free agency begins on Wednesday. Twins leading the Orioles 4 to nothing this afternoon. How about this? Lance Lynn, one day after his signing was announced, started for the Twins. He went three innings, gave up no hits, struck out five, and uh, was thrown around 94 miles We lower. have
1: awakened the giant! That <laughs> sounds promising. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah,
4: but the cheap pole ads only signed him to a one-year deal. Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> right. Trying
4: to buy a title. God, right. people are so dumb.
3: The Twins have made some more roster moves, by the way. Left-handed pitchers Steven Goncalves, Alberto Mejia, and righties John Curtis and Aaron Slagers optioned to AAA Rochester. Twins also optioning righty Fernando Romero to AA Chattanooga. Twins now have 48 players in camp. Uh, I was dismissed
4: by the 3 o'clock host yesterday for suggesting this, but I think the Twins are going to win the division.
1: I think well, they're going to overtake Cleveland. going to dismiss you because he's a contrarian. That is true. Right, if he didn't say it, it's He's his a, professional it's, a persona. I've ever heard. It's his professional persona to be the negative guy.
2: I <laughs> a, what's my bit. I am a caretaker, right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> News notes from today: Secretary of State Rex Tillerson fired this morning by President uh, President Trump. Apparently, Tillerson finding out about it when the president tweeted it. <laughs> then that's not good. Steve Goldstein, Tillerson's top spokesman at the State <laughs> Department was fired for contradicting the official administration account of Tillerson's firing. Now, Tillerson, uh, in the last half hour, talked to State, uh, State Department employees. It was broadcast live on the TV news stations. He says he talked with the president shortly after noon today. So about an hour ago, the president tweeting the firing about six hours ago. Tillerson says he'll be on the job until midnight tonight when he'll help with the transition. He thanked the employees of the department and the American people. He didn't take any questions from reporters. The president announcing over Twitter that he was replacing Tillerson with CIA director Mike Pompeo. Uh, Goldstein, by the way, had said soon afterward Tillerson had not spoken directly about the move with the president. That's the point where the administration then fired Goldstein. In addition to Tillerson, Trump's personal assistant John McEntee, was also fired today, removed from the White House for unspecified security reasons, that according to the Wall Street Journal.
2: He was uh, filing through the super-classified uh, file cabinet and uh, decided, nah, it's not a good idea.
3: Now, even though uh, Trump fired him this morning, McEntee then immediately joined Trump's re-election campaign for 2020 as a senior advisor. Sources say McEntee was terminated because he's under investigation by the Department, uh, department of Homeland Security for serious <sighs> financial. Crimes. Joe, what do you
1: think of all well, that, was, uh, President wa- Trump? Stuff? He was walked out of the way. He wasn't even allowed to go get his jacket. Nope, he uh, was walked out of there and said, "See ya." I wonder what happens at that point. Who
2: decides that? In this case, it's Trump. Don't hmm. ask me. Hmm.
4: You know my new favorite photo circulating on social media, and I showed this to <laughs> the newsman uh, earlier. Remember the kid that asked the president if he could come mow the lawn? Yep. Uh, so there's the photo of him, you know, cutting nice lines into the uh, in the front lawn of the Oval Office yeah. and Trump with his mouth open, looking like he's screaming, saying, Would
3: you like to be Secretary of State? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, good. It's yeah. It was an interesting morning. He's your guy, Joe. <laughs>
1: don't ask me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't get it. Pompeo, uh to his credit, is a notorious anti Putin guy. Yeah. Which, that excites me. We got more Putin news coming up here in just a minute, too. Well, that evil bastard's killing people right and left. Yeah,
3: we got another one. Well, I'll just go to that story right now. How's that? A Russian exile who was close friends with the late oligarch Boris Berezovsky and a foe of Vladimir Putin has been found dead in his London home, according to friends. Wow. Nikolai Glushkov was discovered by his family and friends late on Monday night. He was 68. Uh, cause of death not clear. Without confirming the man's name, the Metropolitan Police in London said the Counterterrorism Command Unit was leading the investigation into the death as a precaution because of associations the man is believed to have had. In the late 1990s, Glushkov worked for the state airline Aeroflot and Berezovsky's logo Vaz Car Company. In 1999, as Berezovsky fell out with Vladimir Putin and fled to the U.K., Lushkov was charged with money laundering and fraud. He spent five years in jail, was freed in 2004.
1: I keep telling listeners, and I don't mind repeating it. Uh, if you really, really want to have a better understanding of what's passing for modern Russia, you got to read Red Notice by Bill Browder. And yes, sign guy, I think your idea of a book page on the website is great. We're working on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Notice, nonfiction, uh, absolutely chilling. And Browder, to this day, is looking over his shoulder. And you'll well, know why I mean, when you
2: read the book. Well, how in this day and age can Putin get away with this if he is allegedly...
1: Well, he, he's a mafia boss. He runs the well, country.
2: Well, I know that, but I think at some point when you become... Uh, Trump couldn't do... President Trump couldn't do this. I hope not. No. there would be... I mean, he can't even have a
1: well, you, Stormy you Daniels a, f-
2: engagement without everybody well, knowing him. you about. live
1: in a essentially free republic uh, Russia is a Putin's a dictator. Oh.
3: The Swift County Sheriff's Office released the names today of the drivers and students involved in that school van semi-crash near Benson last night. In their conditions, three students remained in critical condition. Those students identified as 16-year-old Gage Sanderson of Danvers, 16-year-old Harley Schlieff of Danvers, and 14-year-old Savannah Schlieff of Danvers. The wreck left the seven children in the van and its driver injured, while the semi-driver, 43-year-old Jeremy Beyer of Danvers, was treated and released from the scene. According to the sheriff's office, 68-year-old Judith Van Epps was driving the van, which was headed southbound, 130th Avenue Northwest, collided with the semi at the intersection of County Road 20. Epps is in stable condition. The sheriff said it appears the van entered the intersection from a gravel road when it was hit in a T-bone fashion by the oncoming semi and destroying much of the passenger side of the van. Minnesota Department of Health is touting the benefits of recently proposed legislation to raise the tobacco sales age to 21. According to the Department of Health, research indicates raising the age to 21 would limit access to tobacco products at a time when critical brain development is occurring and in some cases prevent youth from even starting to use the products. Last week, state lawmakers introduced a bill that would raise the tobacco sales age. If it passes, the state would be the sixth in the nation to increase its smoking age. Police say a bride in southern Arizona was arrested on suspicion of impaired driving after she was involved in a car crash on the way to her wedding. Wait a, wait a minute.
1: Bad start on it, huh? Yeah.
3: On the way to the wedding? That's correct. <laughs> Amber Young was wearing an open back dress when she was handcuffed and put into a police cruiser Monday in Marana, Arizona, 30 miles north of Tucson. Hey, Everybody watch out. I to get married. i trying to get to a wedding. <laughs> you guys to come to the wedding and be security. Police spokesperson Sergeant <laughs> Chris said she
1: are the manager. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> wow! Police spokesman Sergeant Chriswell Scott said one person suffered minor injuries in the crash. A squat, a Scott tweeted, "Don't drive impaired till death do we part." Doesn't need any help. Young was taken to a police substation to have her blood drawn and released without going to jail. It's unknown
1: if she actually made it to her own wedding. Where's she on the crazy hot matrix scale? <laughs>
4: Oh, she's pretty close to the no-go that zone. That might be no-go yeah. zone. Amber is gotta,
1: Amber's a tip-off. Her
2: name's Amber. That's true. Now, yeah. uh, traditionally, the stereotype is the groom. Oh, he's uh, his buddies take him out and he gets a little well,
4: loose. But the bride—I don't want to name any names, but oh, no, uh, I may no, have been no. involved in a wedding in which <laughs> the groom, when giving his vows, hiccuped.
3: <laughs> oh, wow, that
1: is a somebody c- in this room. No.
4: No, well, it was me. I was there, but I'm not going to name the well, person. Well, I thought he, it was you. He might have been a listener. Uh, boy,
2: she, you, you know what you're doing you're right away, right off the bat, giving her something to put right in her back pocket. Yeah, and she's gonna she's gonna play that card many many times. And you guys Years. know
4: me pretty well. It uh, it took me a long time to stop laughing.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Ever uh, uh, there? There is a picture, okay, Foster.
3: From, there is a picture from this arrest. Yeah. Uh, of her in her wedding I gown I saw it.
1: she's a reasonably attractive woman yeah, from hand,
3: behind handcuffed with the uh, yeah. you know oh, okay hey All there right. wow mm-hmm. what yeah anyway she's in her wedding gown handcuffed uh, standing
1: by the police cruiser I think which that's, you know um, I
2: mean some are into that that can be kind of hot you know it's uh
1: I think that's no go zone I really do mm-hmm.
0: it works A
2: moon, Joe Suchere. Dave Dahl and his Garage Logic Forecast
1: are brought to you in part by Catholic United Financial. Joining us in the TCL Broadcast Studios is Dave Dahl.
5: Thank you, Joe. 33 right now, heading for a high today at 38. Uh, kind of a cool breeze out of the north, so it's making it feel a little bit chilly today, but... Uh, Not bad. That's going to go away later on tonight. Southwesterly winds around five twenty-two for the overnight low. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and warmer. Nice little warm front comes through. 45 for the high tomorrow. Southwest winds around 5 to 10. With light winds and 45, that's going to feel really good. Uh, Partly cloudy tomorrow night, 24. And then Thursday, mostly sunny and mild. Still 46. 48 on Friday, up to 52 on Saturday with sunshine. Sunshine even on Sunday now. It looks like partly cloudy skies and a high of around 50. But it does cool down. There's a cool front that comes through on uh, Sunday night into Monday and Tuesday. Both highs, or highs both days, Monday and Tuesday of next week, lower 40s. A little bit of a cool down there. But, uh, boy, enjoy this little ramp up as we go through the weekend with temps getting up into the 50s for the first time in over three months Uh, by the time we get to 52 on Saturday. 33 right now, heading for a high today, Joe, of 38.
1: All right, thank you. Two stories seem to have made the template of the news gathering industry, two stories that surprise me that they've made the cut, but they are now factored in. They fit. They fit the narrative. Okay. Uh, the narrative being uh, hysteria must be constantly sold to the public. Uh, everything is uh, is is uh, dangerous. And but what surprises me about these two stories is that they have nothing to do with climate change, and yet they've made the cut. Oh. One is. The story of the rumbling of earthquakes at Yellowstone, and the the prediction that what this is leading to is the eruption of a supervolcano. Okay, and if that happens, uh, that would be very problematic. We'd head into the nuclear winter because the sky would become full of ash and right. and what have you. So that's 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 one of them that makes the cut. Uh, now I have not heard from our official geologist Stacy on this, but the uh, the uh, UK Express had it today. Yellowstone is rumbling again. Super volcano eruption fears grow as many quakes hit. Uh, would you agree that that story is now becoming fairly regular? Mm-hmm. And uh, with the maps and the graphs. Right. and And... Uh, the uncertainty, but certainty that it's going to happen mm-hmm. someday. Mm-hmm. Uh... Seismic charts show the, uh, the earthquakes. Meteorologist Tom Skilling said uh, this is actually an unusually quiet week for the supervolcano. So, but that shows you that this story has made the narrative. It's a quiet week. That didn't stop uh, any newspaper from reporting the, uh, uh, the experience of these, what are, are being called minor earthquakes. Right. Uh, they appear there all the time. Uh, if the Wyoming Volcano were to erupt, an estimated 85,000 people would be killed immediately, and two-thirds of the USA would immediately be made uninhabitable. Wow! Including us. Yeah, right. We we're, were close. Uh, the large, what? What would the ash do? Uh,
2: it would uh, uh,
1: spew yes, as it as you. it as thank it comes you. out of the. Uh, that word is in the narrative. The uh, large spew of ash into the atmosphere would block out sunlight and directly affect life beneath it, creating a nuclear winter. The massive eruption (laughs) could be a staggering 6,000 times as powerful as the one on Washington's Mount St. Helens in 1980, which killed 57 people and deposited ash in 11 different states and five Canadian provinces. And of which, after, what do we got,
2: 30-plus years? Uh, we have survived, I and mean, in Seattle or
1: Mount St Helens is—it's all gone. It looks—it's the- green again. Yeah. And, yeah. If the volcano explodes, a climate shift would ensue as the volcano would spew <laughs> massive amounts of sulfur dioxide into the atmosphere, which can form a sulfur aerosol that reflects and absorbs sunlight. Okay, so that's one story that's made the cut. That's okay. that's in there all the time. All the time now. Right, right. We're going to get that story five times a year. It's coming. The other one is solar flares. Oh, uh, solar flares the are The sun constant. is going to explode tomorrow and shoot solar flares at us, and, and, and all of our uh, uh, electronic grid is going to be threatened and uh we'll have no uh, communications and uh, power will be out and uh, and whatever radio
2: station rush is playing on,
1: <laughs> the listeners will call in a conspiracy. you're stopping us and and and' <laughs> and it will result in uh, the wonderful auroras the uh, ah, the northern lights yes which I've never seen, even though they're advertised now as part of the narrative. Uh, about six times a year, we get the story that solar flares are going to bring about the the catastrophe of us losing our uh, dependence on electricity mm. and and uh, cellular phones and computers and what have you. Has that happened yet? I'm not saying it could, and of course solar storms can, can be devastating. But none of that... But have we had one yet that's no, devastating? None of that stuff has happened where it's, it's inconvenienced anybody
2: other than... A couple of dark spots on the, on the radio.
1: Well, they'd be good for tourism if you get the uh, the Northern Lights.
2: Yeah, that's that's okay. If you're going to silver line it, you're right. That would be a good way to people would enjoy
1: that. But in in both cases, these stories have made the cut in the newsrooms, whether it's television or uh, or, or newspapers or magazines. They've both made the cuts, and there's just no there's just no real way. To pin this on evil Americans, because the narrative only blames uh, Americans for uh, climate change. It has nothing to do with India or uh, Southeast Asia or China. Right. It's only Americans who are, are ruining the planet right and, and but both these stories have nothing to do with that and yet they've made the uh, they've made the narrative. I find that intriguing. what, I do, guess you, what do you be- think that means? what is I guess I guess the hysterical uh, dynamics of the two stories are too good to ignore. So, therefore, let's put them into the daily flow of the news cycle because they're they're whoppers. Uh, uh, if Yellowstone blows up, we're all going to die. And if uh, if a solar storm becomes significant enough, well, we we might as well all die because we won't have our phones, and that will cure uh, any electronic <laughs> device addiction that, that, that could be plaguing Stanford students. <laughs> See how it all comes around? I wish those kids had called back, Reeves. Oh, God. Yeah, I have not received an email um, back from. Them but to yet. the point now, to the point now, where I have to be more judicious in choosing uh, the Yellowstone and solar flare stories because I now know them to be. I, I, I'm instinctively understanding them to be now merely part of the of the hysteria narrative. Right. right. And and so therefore they are. I didn't learn it. In other words, here's a here's how you determine. You don't learn anything new. In each additional story, I know no more now about the eruption. Uh, the eru- eruption. <laughs> what did I say? Whoa! whoa I well, you mean, almost said it. But, I almost uh, said eruption. Right. That's and which I isn't think, even a
2: word, is it? No, I don't think those. Uh, you know, they don't do that, do they? I know.
1: I know no more now about the eruption. There we go of the Yellowstone Caldera than I did the first time we ever mentioned that that super volcano is due for a big, uh, big eruption. Got it. Okay. Same with the solar flare story. I learned no more today than I knew the first time we were threatened with the solar flare story. So that means, uh, both these stories have made, have, have they're in the, they're in the bank. They've right. made the cut. They're part of the team. Right. Right. They're part of the team. Uh, and essentially, you know, Eruption, election—you know—that's too much crying wolf, isn't it? It is. It's just too much crying wolf.
0: It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Sushare. Hey, hey,
1: what you got, son? Eruption is a word. The chief off site correspondent looked it up.
2: I don't think that's what you're gonna say.
1: The expulsion of stomach gases through the mouth, a belch or a burp, eruption. E R U C T I O N. So I think it's an apt I think it's apt to say that the super volcano in Yellowstone could erupt. Did you just have an eruption? <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm good. Sorry. It, uh... <laughs> it's been a while. Jason yeah. was well known for his loud, ill timed eruptions, which he would inevitably <laughs> let loose during pauses in boring, long winded lectures by his social studies teacher. Yeah. Eruption. It's a, it's a real word. What are
2: you. <laughs> the hell? I didn't know that, but I guess uh, it's uh, it's uh, a fact, is
1: a fact, huh? Who do the Wild have tonight at home? The you Colorados. The, yep, you got the Avs. It's an important You going? Evening. You want to go? I think that uh, we'll have to talk about that. 1500 about ESPN going? is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. 33
2: degrees.